Check out the classic shirt. Oh, uh, retro. Oh, I just got this John Lennon shirt on. Well, I was just thinking, you know, with our logos and all. Right, this was, this right. was the that, beginning that's of it the all. First logo. Yeah. You're right. Right. Yeah. So if you have one of these, hang on to it. <laughs> it's a collector's item. Yeah, it is. <laughs> sure. Oh, it's so. been around for a good six and a half, oh, seven yeah, months. It's a classic. Uh, sure. Yeah. Mine hasn't even yellowed yet. Right. So we got that going for there, us. And there's no potential legal action tied to that. Logo. No, there isn't that we know of anyway. <laughs> some other Mike and John are doing yeah. a podcast uh, and they've got it going on, but hey. I don't think they do. Get legal on that, will you? Legal? <laughs> <laughs> it's Mike and John got it going on with Mike Marino and John King brought to you by Firehouse Doors. As we get into a Thursday, of course, the big battle happening Saturday. U of M, MSU, under the lights. Dun. Good thing we were off key, otherwise we could have been sued for the copyrights for that song. We can't play the song, but all right. So we'll talk the less we know with Rich Pearlberg, and what are we calling that that battle? The other battle? It's the Smackdown in Weed Town. The Put Down in Pot Town, or that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But, uh, of course, we'll be talking with Jerry Millen. <laughs> the doobie and the newbie. <laughs> from the greenhouse. <laughs> and uh, his website, brightontruth.com. And I think we have a debate arranged. We're we're trading dates right now. We're trading dates? So, yeah. Is that like a swingers party? or? <laughs> <laughs> Put your key in the bowl. Here. Put your key in the cup, will you? Speaking of cups, yeah. we'll get to more. Well, these are glasses. More on the Christmas in DeVille. Mm. Which, by the way, if you want one of these cups, I might as well say it now, or mugs. Uh, you can get these at Torch 180. How about that? Yeah, how about that? How about that? How about, how about some news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton? All right, here's what's going on. A longtime public servant is stepping down from his position as a House City Councilman. After 23 years, Steve Maynard has resigned from House City Council. That's according to a press release from the city which quoted Maynard as saying that sometimes it's hard to quit, and this has been such an occasion, but it's time. Maynard has been on council since 1999, serving in a variety of roles, including as mayor pro temp. In July, Maynard was honored by the council for his decades of service with a reception and surprise proclamation of appreciation that was held outside City Hall. Maynard scheduled to be the Grand Marshal for the 2022 Fantasy of Lights Parade, November 25th. Meanwhile, the city is accepting applications. Those details are on our website, mikeandjohnpodcast.com. 
A Livingston County woman was hospitalized following a crash last week in West Michigan. State police from the Lakeview Post report they responded to a two-vehicle crash last Friday near Harrison Road in Gratiot County. A preliminary investigation indicated a 2012 uh, Ford Fusion driven by an 18-year-old female from Wyandotte was southbound on US-127 when it crossed the grass median and entered the northbound lanes of US-127, striking a northbound 2019 Dodge Grand Caravan. The caravan was driven by a 65-year-old woman from Brighton. The Wyandotte woman suffered serious injuries. She had to be taken by lifelight to a hospital. The Brighton woman also suffered serious injuries. She was transported to a local hospital as well for treatment. Her condition remains unknown, and her name was not released by authorities. And for the first time in nearly three years, the Livingston County Veterans Treatment Court was able to hold an in-person graduation session Monday. The treatment-based problem-solving court serves veterans who become involved in the criminal justice system, pairing them up with a fellow veteran who serve as mentors. The session was held in a packed courtroom, many local officials in attendance, including several county commissioners, State Representative Bob Bazat, Sheriff Mike Murphy, Prosecutor David Reeder, and Chief Judge Michael Hattie. 53rd District Court Judge Shauna Murphy, who presides over the Veterans Treatment Program, held half a dozen review hearings as part of the program's normal docket. She got an update from each veteran on their progress through the program and congratulated each on their successes, providing encouragement to continue. Several of the veterans spoke about how the program had helped them and their determination to stay sober and out of trouble. Then those who had graduated from the program had a chance to speak. One of them said the mentor program was a huge asset and it allowed him to be around people who were a positive role model and focused on his well-being. The ceremony also recognized the veterans court team and mentors who Judge Murphy said make all the difference as seen in the fact that the program has a 94% success rate. And that's what's going on. And news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Mark and Barb have been traveling the world to the world's greatest diamond locations. Right. They're back. From Antwerp, Belgium. And they brought the diamonds with them. They got the swag. <laughs> yeah. They got the goods. Yeah. I mean, and you can check them out. Yeah. In downtown Brighton at Cooper cut, and Binkley Jewelers. Cut out the middleman bringing you excellent product at a affordable price from the world the diamond capital of the world antwerp belgium they also have the latest offerings from simon g and zagani and while you're at cooper and binkley jewelers be sure to ask about the simon g trunk show which is coming up in november best prices ever on simon g stuff at cooper and binkley jewelers in downtown brighton or check them out online cooper and binkley jewelers.com so it last out. night's um <laughs> Do you want to make it like a truck pull? Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. And the diamonds are rolling in. Uh, last night's uh, Wednesday night trivia. Studies found of all age groups, teenagers do this the most. What is it? A ton of answers. Well, that's a loaded question. But I don't think. <laughs> but I don't think we got a correct answer. Okay. I don't think we got a correct answer. But some great answers. And some of us may have been reflecting back to our youth. What? Well, or perhaps when our kids were teenagers. See, I still, still have do this. You still, well, yeah, you still yeah. do this. And sometimes when you do it, it's kind of annoying. If I, you know, if I want to put it out there. I'm not doing it now. No, you're not doing it now. Yeah. But when I you don't do it do it during the podcast. You have in the past. Have I? During Facebook Live stuff you have. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. I did. Yeah. Hmm. My wife made a comment about it. <laughs> Your wife and my wife. Wow. They so, should get together. <laughs> I don't know that we want that. <laughs> so we'll we'll check out some of the answers. <laughs> That's and, funny. And find yeah. out. Uh, okay. Fine. We, uh, I get it, ladies. Yeah. No more gum. 
you know, you gave away the answer before we went through the other answers. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Checking to see if there's any. No, no, I don't have any. ABC gum. Are, are we talking? You want, rich? Me to, you want me to edit that out or no? That's okay. okay. Why okay. start now? <laughs> Why start I, editing our you know, crap if I was out to now? Edit out every goof. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, this program would be about forty-five seconds long. All right, yes, let's uh, let's get the man on the phone. Of course, uh, talking about Rich Perlberg for the less you know, the big battle coming up. No, not the SmackDown in Weed Town. No, not that bad. No, there's a bunch of battles going no, on. Although it's not Santa, the governor, although it's Ann Arbor, and that could conceivably yeah. be called Weed Town. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Mike and Jen. Good morning, Rich. Are you are you are you wearing the maize and blue yet or not? I have got the maize and blue on. Yeah. Has it been <laughs> like? Wait, a... wait, wait, wait. Where? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you don't want to know. Wait, this is podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. Still not gonna, I'm still not going to tell you. Okay, <laughs> that's probably best. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, so the game is now. It's a night game. So, when does the tailgate party start at the garage? You guys have? Oh, uh, I just got the email on that four forty. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. Couldn't be four or four thirty. Four forty-five. Four forty. Four forty. Is there a? No, it's, uh, it, it, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I'm an old fart, and I, these night games, especially almost in November. Yeah. Don't don't amuse me. I mean, it, it'll be a it'll be a beautiful Saturday afternoon for a football game, and the stadium will be empty. You know, I'm surprised that you know since it's it's at U of M, it doesn't start at four twenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were just talking about the uh, SmackDown and Pot Town. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're, we're getting ready for a debate on uh, Brighton's marijuana proposal that we're calling the SmackDown and Weed Town. Yeah. But we were. Oh, uh, that's just. Uh... <laughs> Oh, they don't do that. Oh no, they're, they're above the No, they don't. They don't hold the hash bash there every year <laughs> for decades. <laughs> that was they were bashing hash. Right? Yes. Oh, I misunderstood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so are you guys excited about this game? You think you got Michigan right where you want them? Well, <laughs> you know, well you a, never know. I mean, it's a crafty strategy by Mel Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> Let's it's lose four games. Right. Don't get paid uh, ninety million dollars because you don't come up with a good strategy. Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> we're three and four. We well, got them right where we want them. Exactly. Uh, no, no, I'm not kidding. I, I was thinking about this I, as a Michigan fan, and I don't think I'm unusual in this. I really, really want Michigan to beat Ohio State every year. Yeah. Right. But, but what I don't want to do is lose to Michigan State. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the Ohio State's a game you got to win, but you can't. But you, but you right. can't lose. To Michigan State, so know? that's if you ask a Michigan fan, if you say like before the season, "Hey, you can lose either against the Spartans or the Buckeyes, but you got to lose to one." Oh, you don't have that conversation. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, yeah, you're, you're, just, you're, just, you're just taking us into a different. Yeah. <laughs> or, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, you know what? I got some hash over here. Never mind. <laughs> but, I think you're, but I think you're right. I think if you had to choose one, they'd, they'd rather beat Ohio State. Yeah. Right. That's always my thought on it. Uh, and as part because historically, even though the, the Michigan Michigan State game's always been much earlier in the season, by the time the Ohio State game comes along, it's the last game. And right. for a long time, it was for the Big Ten title. Yeah. Uh, whatever happened, Michigan Michigan State. 
was no longer affecting the uh, the standings. But I changed with uh, D'Antonio. D'Antonio had a really strong record against Michigan. Yeah. Now, yeah. now the other thing is, and well, you said the Big Ten championship. Yeah. There's like uh, the Big Twenty Five teams now, or however many we have. I, I remember we talked about this earlier in the season. But how many how many teams are there in the uh, the Big Ten? Is there fourteen now? It's something like that. Uh, I think there's fourteen yeah. with UCLA and Southern Cal making on the door. I can't keep track. I, no. and, so and the last I knew, I think they were looking at UNLV and Eastern Carolina. Right. It's, it's just you know, uh, yeah, University of Samoa. We're letting them in. And, uh, well, you got to get that uh, South Pacific market into the Big Ten network. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I it, it's not. Um, Anything innovative to say, but I, I think Michigan fans are, um, are are concerned about Saturday's game. It's just Mel Tucker's had the, the number, and, and Michigan State always seems to come up with these uh, great games, even when they're underdogs. So, yeah, and, right. and they've been dominating the series lately. Uh, my my son is more than happy to remind me they won ten of the last fourteen yeah. games, <laughs> which. Turns out to be true. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when those kids are right. <laughs> well, that, and that's the that's the thing. And of all the years, I mean, this year, you know, state's record is just not not good. So for Michigan to lose with a seven, what are we seven and zero? There's seven and one. Yeah, uh, they play Michigan teams, yeah. but they yeah. seven and zero. State a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and, and they've got they've got all the glamour names, but still, I mean. State's still got a quarterback that I think is, is excellent. They got they've got a, a, some outstanding receivers. The question is, will their defense yeah. rise to the occasion? Their defense has looked very lion esque. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not, yeah, not in a good way. <laughs> let's not talk about the lions. No, yeah, right. but, uh, but you know the, the funny thing about uh, at least for me for the Michigan Michigan State series, and I haven't followed it for, for decades as a Michigan fan. The games I remember the most, and I don't know what this says about me, are the games Michigan's lost to state. And there's some there's some dramatic games. Well, there, the, and there has been, the, yeah. The Spartan Bob timekeeper game, uh, the Desmond Howard getting tackled in the end zone, going for a two point conversion. You know, those those are the games I remember. Placido Burris, as in he had an yeah. incredible game and beat Michigan single handedly. Um, but uh, the only the only win that really comes into mind for me is when uh, they came back from like three touchdowns behind in the fourth quarter to open in triple overtime. Sorry, Rich, we stopped listening because there's a spider loose in the studio. <laughs> okay, so, I'm going, I've been told that. But, but, but probably one of the most significant games was the game that has kind of been forgotten, but it was remarked after the game. Mike Hart, a great running back, who's now the running back coach, yeah. uh, said, oh, we like it's kind of like when you play with little brother. You let them think they're going to yeah. win, and then you win at the end. Well, That's the game they lost. <laughs> and, and Michigan won that game, but since then, Michigan State's dominated, and, and it's led to, that was a very, very ill-advised comment, because Michigan State fans have uh, latched on to that. To the little brother thing, yeah. Taunted Michigan with that chant ever, ever since. Well, so we can take what we can get. <laughs> so, but you know, if you ask a state, I don't hear a lot of confidence from you guys. I look any year. It, it, this particular game, it seems like any year, no matter what the other team is, it, it, crappy, whatever, or they're 
dominant. Or Rich Rod is the coach. <laughs> Anything can happen in this game. <laughs> the Rodriguez year. Oh, what about okay. what was So do we guy? get to subtract the John L. Smith years then? That Thomas from the Detroit News used to call him John L. 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 Ouch. Add an L every week, right? John L. O. L. Smith. I think so far, I mean, I've seen the Michigan players talking about how this year they've been thinking about last year's loss since the bus ride home and they're ready to. Right. Yeah. Destroy him, and Michigan State's just been very quiet. And, very quiet. and I'm sure that Mel Tucker and everybody else are like, shut up. You know, and I was saying before how if you ask a Michigan fan, like, if you had to lose to one team, who would it be? And you get different answers. Mostly, I think you're right, Ohio State. People would say, well, I mean, I'd rather lose to Michigan State than Ohio State if you're a Wolverine fan. But you might get different answers. I think if you ask a Michigan State fan, if you had to lose, or you knew there was one game you had to win, let's reverse that. They'd say Michigan. Right. I'm almost I universally, they'd, they'd go win Saturday. Michigan. That'll, say, that'll, that'll be their season. This oh, season yeah. won't, of course. Uh, Are you kidding five me? Seven season will be the year they beat Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. absolutely. That's all um, we need. There's a couple of couches waiting in the wings yeah. <laughs> at Cedar Village right now. You want to do a couch? Right. If we if we're if we're slandering Ann Arbor as the home of hash bash, and I think we can easily slam East Lansing as, as the home of Cedar Village couch burning. It's tradition, is what it is. All right, my my grandpa did it. My dad did it. I'm doing it. Yeah, exactly. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Do you mind? Um, anyway. But you know what this has done? The state's, state's recent uh, uh, surge in, in this series is it's created an interest in, in a trophy that before this no one knew existed. What's the that? Bunyan Trophy? Yeah. I mean, that's been around for, I don't know, uh, 60 years, but I don't think anybody cared about it until states started winning it. And now they talk about, we got to get Paul back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's true. You know, yeah. that is a great point, actually. I think you're right about that because. It's nothing I was very aware of. Oh, the Paul Bunyan. I, mean, I, I knew, I remember, I knew but, of it, but yeah. it wasn't a big discussion point. It right. wasn't something that was. I mean, I didn't. You know, other than it probably looks like Paul Bunyan, but had I ever seen it, I don't know. Uh, if you go up north, yeah, you know. see a couple of Paul Bunyans. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you want to see some Bunyans? Hold on. <laughs> yeah. The brown jug in yeah. Minnesota. Right. Right. But it was kind of an invented rivalry thing, and, and those things are hard to take off. But now that it's been there, and and you know, you don't you don't know what you miss until you, until it's gone, you know. And then so all of a sudden, it's old balls coming home. <laughs> <laughs> well, every year they don't play Minnesota every year anymore, yeah. so that it becomes a you a, know a different thing. I wonder if if the whole election denial thing will come to this contest. Mm. We're like, we didn't lose. No, we didn't. We keep, we, we're keeping the trophy. We didn't lose. Well, if you talk to state fans, Michigan fans are already doing that. <laughs> right. Well, I saw somebody. We didn't really lose the game last year. We didn't lose the Spartan Bob game. We didn't right. lose the Desmond Howard game. Well, somebody Alternate posted. Facts, by the way, truth. Alternate facts. Anyway. I saw a, a Michigan fan had posted. They said, they were like, 
how come whenever Michigan State wins, it's always on a controversy, and they listed all these controversies? Yeah. Uh, but Michigan never wins on a controversy. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, and I say this as a Michigan fan, but it hurts to say it, but there, there was a joke that said, what's the difference between a Michigan fan and a puppy? Okay. And the answer is the puppy eventually quits whining. <laughs> oh, <laughs> love it. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> there was a Rose Bowl game decades ago where, where a, a Southern Cal guy fumbled yeah. before the goal line. Yeah. And, and, and the rest didn't see it and called it a touchdown. For years, Michigan had a picture of that fumble in its trophy case. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Whatever motivates. We've never really lost many games. I don't know if there's ever a game we've really lost. Oh, no, of course not. Not at all. Well, I guess we'll find out who. Except for Saturday. <laughs> well, right back at you, fella. <laughs> All right, Rich. We'll talk. We'll talk next week. And again, we know nothing more than we did before this phone call started. Why should we? Uh, <laughs> All right, Rich. Thanks, man. Have a great weekend. All right, bye bye. Yep, yeah, a big game Saturday night. Should be a lot of fun. Although I really don't think Spartans have what it takes to pull it off. Just, I, just any. I just don't think you can. There's no year that you can say, "Oh, this is you know." Any year could happen. The, the the Spartans could be dominant like they were under D'Antonio, just having one of those well, just national championship type years, and then they just I, and, screw and you the pooch. them could could pull alliance and have right. five turnovers. That's what I'm saying. You know, so I guess it, yeah, anything can happen, as they say. As as, as what they, they say. say. <laughs> Inside joke. Firehouse Doors has been serving Livingston County residents for the past 24 years. They're a family-owned business striving to treat each customer like family. Firehouse Doors, veteran-owned. Mike Witt, a proud U.S. Air Force veteran. And, of course, they are your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and rolling steel overhead door needs. And, Mike, why don't you tell them what they've been doing for the past 21 years? Well, they've been sitting around watching reruns of SVU, SUV, Law and Order. Oh, yeah, they've been... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what they've been doing for the past 21 years, yeah, you say? Yeah, yeah. They've been Livingston County's only authorized distributor of CHI overhead doors. Call Firehouse Doors today at 810-599-7480. And, you know, as a matter of fact, I, I believe it was Kim that said one of the answers or, you know, suggestions for our Halloween costumes on Monday would be to, us to be garage door installers. Mm. That would be a costume. We heard some interesting guesses. Or suggestions, yeah. yeah. Cheech or, and Chong yeah, was one. Right, right. Uh, we, Wayne we, and Garth. Wayne and Garth, yeah. We had uh, <laughs> Mario and Luigi. <laughs> so. Some of the ones from shows yeah. I've never heard of were, were put out there. Somebody put up the Breaking Bad uh, with Walter White and uh, Jesse yeah. Pinkman. Uh, we didn't have to get the gas mask thing and the yellow suits. <laughs> That's a little expensive. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to go on the yeah, cheap. I mean, it's a podcast. You know, the okay, budget is not that podcast huge. budget's not what you think it is. I mean, look, sure, sure. you see the studio and you think, uh, oh, my God, they're rolling in dough. Yeah, they are. <laughs> We could be yeah. bakers. If yeah, well, that's the only dough we're growing. <laughs> so, uh, coming up, we uh, we're going to talk about the SmackDown in Weedtown, as John has has dubbed the the big event. Yeah. 
a debate in the making. We'll check that out in just a couple minutes. Hi, this is Jerry Millen, longtime Livingston County resident and owner of the Greenhouse of Walled Lake. Brighton City residents, you're being lied to. Check out BrightonTruth.com. We'd like to bring a greenhouse medical facility to Brighton and give patients safe access. We're asking Brighton residents to vote yes on a medical marijuana facility being allowed in Brighton. Please check out BrightonTruth.com. The Reefer Madness Group, they're lying to you. See the truth. BrightonTruth.com. Discover the truth at BrightonTruth.com. Speaking of which, we're speaking of witches. Well, we could be Halloween. witches. We for could Halloween. be witches. Could be bitches. <laughs> I mean, female dogs, of course. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Hey, Jerry, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Good. Hey, are you are you dressing up for Halloween on Monday? Me? Yeah. yeah. What What are you yeah. going as? Uh, I have a ghoul costume because we cut a commercial as the ghoul. Oh, oh yeah, the ghoul. man. Oh, wow. You got to send us a picture. <laughs> All right. So we have a ghoul commercial. It's on our website, too. So oh. I guess it was a ghoul. Dear Froggy. Customers are. Uh, people that are familiar with the ghoul oh, yeah well yeah <laughs> i can't imagine that's, that at all that's called oh. synergy jerry <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> 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 Any, anybody going as teacher john <laughs> every day, buddy, every day. <laughs> well that's been suggested for us to be cheech and chong on monday for the uh the podcast for our halloween uh, extravaganza uh but we're we're really not sure Who's Cheech? I don't know. You know, now that you've you've shaved, well, you shaved the mustache. You can't be right, Cheech. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we can. You know, it's a costume. Yeah, thing. yeah we, we we can buy a fake we're, mustache. We're still working on it. Yeah. We're okay. yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, all right. So we are we are in the midst of setting up the debate. The debate. To talk about the uh, ballot initiative in Brighton, uh, of course, uh, whether or not to uh, allow uh, commercial dispensaries. Uh, you've got the website, brightontruth.com. Yep. You've challenged city council members who have not taken that challenge. <laughs> Still been out there. And, and, and crickets. Just yeah. kind of you, You've challenged. You, I, I specifically challenged Susan Gardner. Well, okay. <laughs> because she's the one that's so vocal against it that uh, I think she needs to be educated. So, You've challenged members of the of the. Susan Gardner's a council member. Okay. I think he's got to think yeah. about Susan Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you two just get a room? Then you would think somebody that vocal must be completely educated on the subject and would be a great person to have a conversation with. So, especially if you're on city council and you're trying to represent your constituents. Right. One would think. Well, there's um, still time. That, right? That's true. There's still time. Maybe we, she'll crash the party. Now, we are currently arranging for a debate that will take place soon. And uh, it will feature, I don't want to, it will feature somebody that is against the ballot proposal as written on the ballot November 8th in Brighton. They, they are they are against that proposal. And and so once we have a date set, we'll, we'll make the official announcement but uh, and but I think it'll be informational. Yeah, it'll be informational uh, yeah. because I mean, I mean, we don't have all day here. But you know, to break it down, I'm against the ballot proposal as it stands. But I'm also against the, you know, um, the hypocrisy of the, the some of the people on council that are against cannabis and are not educated on it. And I think that this trigger ordinance they put in place. Here's all I want. 
I don't think this is going to pass, and I don't even know if I want it to pass. Let me explain why. The ballot initiative written is horrible. The city has a trigger ordinance that they don't want to put in place unless this passes because they don't want cannabis in Brighton because they don't want it, I guess, even though most citizens do. The big problem I have is that they're not being honest. Be honest why you'd have a trigger ordinance. You know, tell the people that they're not voting what's on the ballot. But nobody will do that. And now what they've done is in their in their in their initiative, they've basically zoned out dispensaries. All the zones in their uh, ordinance that they're going to pass if the ballot measure passes, because it's so confusing. They've zoned them all out, like they planned on it. They're putting them in all the mall zones. And not one can open. Every mall and every zone they put it in, that they've zoned it for, they have clauses in their leases that marijuana establishments cannot be there. There was a member of the planning commission, um, Ken Schrank, who last year at a planning commission spoke out loud and said, well, we'll just zone this so no one can put these anywhere in Brighton. Well, the city, the city attorney specifically told him that's illegal. You can't say that out loud. You can't say that, and you can't zone it to where none can open. Yeah, so mu- municipalities have gotten into big litigation costs over zoning like that, where where they are not, uh, where they're using zoning as a weapon, as opposed to right. having standardized rules that's that illegal. everyone that's has to illegal. follow. And when, yeah. you have, and when you have a planning member, Ken Schrank, on the planning commission, sitting out loud in a public meeting, we're going to zone these so no one can open them. The city attorney told him that's illegal, and he said it out loud, right. and they've done that. If this battle initiative passes, I feel bad for the city of Brighton, because it's going to cost them a fortune. So I really don't want it to pass now, because it's chaos. They've, they've created well, chaos. Wait a minute, Jerry, we could have you debate you. <laughs> we should. <laughs> this thing has become so convoluted that it's ridiculous, yeah. and I'm not even here because, I, you know, if, if, we, if, if cannabis stores come to Brighton, great. If they don't... My day still goes on, but the, the biggest problem I have is that you have some members on council, Susan Gardner specifically, that are not being transparent with the voters. They already wasted $10,000 fighting the ballot initiative to be on the ballot. $10,000 of Brighton voters' money has been wasted trying to get a ballot initiative not on the ballot that enough people that are voters in the city of Brighton signed. How do you spit in the voters' face like that when they vote when they want a ballot initiative put on a ballot? And, it's, and then you go and you fight it in court and you waste $10,000 of taxpayers' money. If this passes, all the major cannabis companies are going to come and sue the city of Brighton. It's going to cost them a fortune. So they have completely screwed this up. If it doesn't pass, I will come back next year with my own ordinance. And I'm going to take out some members of city council. I think the city of Brighton needs some different people on city council, people that want to represent their constituents. And next year, if this doesn't pass... I will come back with some new people for Sprite and City Council. Right, and we should define when you say take out City Councilors, you're talking about you're going to campaign against them right. and, and remove yeah. them from, from their seats. If, you know, if, Glad you clarified that, John. If the people so choose, I, you know, people get a little... Uh, yeah, when you say take out, yeah, we just want to clarify. I, I thought you were going out for dinner. No, I mean... No, no, I mean Replace them yeah, because yeah. I think there's some people on your Brighton City Council that do not care about the voters. They care about the women in the in the in the flower club or the people that live on their block. But when you have a city council position, because I've dealt with enough city councils and I'm on a city board myself, you represent everybody that lives in that city, and you owe those voters. You owe them to go out there and get educated on every single topic that you're going to vote on. If you're not going to go get educated. 
council. Because it's not about getting pats on the back. It's about knowing everything you're voting on for that city and not bringing your personal opinions onto that city council. And Susan Gardner does that all the time. Well, you know, Jerry, I think, look, you're you're a very uh, forceful personality and, uh, you know, people love you or hate you. I don't think that's right. A, you know, right. But you have always you have always been upfront what you're going to do. And I, you know, I, I think you got to get credit for that. I mean, you, you came to the city before and said, look, if you don't pass a viable ordinance, one's going to get ballot initiated on you. Yeah, and, and then, then you're going to be stuck in the corner. That's exactly what's happened. Exactly. You know, I, I mean, it's just, it's just, it blows my mind. Blows my mind that somebody can be against something so much, but they don't want to sit down and talk to the opposing opinion. They don't want to get educated. And when you are on a city council, you know you're not just there to, to you know to for you know pet shop openings and things like that. You're there to to make that city a better place. And no matter what the topic is, you owe your constituents that. That's what you're there for. And I feel like there's some people on council, Susan Gardner especially, who is doing a disservice. They get up there with this elitist attitude, not in our city. Well, there are people that do want it in your city. And maybe this won't pass, but I'm telling you right now, Jerry Millen will not go away. That's who I am. And I'm not even here for marijuana. I'm here for doing the right thing. And if the people in the city of Brighton don't want this, I completely understand. But if they do, then they should be allowed to have it. Right. The people that are voting on this for voting yes are probably some of the same people that voted yes for some of these people on the council. Let me let me so, ask you this, Jerry. Where if 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 you could pick the ideal spot that would please everybody for a dispensary to be in Brighton, where would it be? Because I think a lot of people okay. think when they think Brighton, they think downtown or on on yeah, uh, Grand off, River. Off of ninety, off of ninety six and Grand River, it's right up there where all the main stores are. But your council has zoned it so that none can open up there. They've they zoned the entire thing so none can open. This is going to get, if this passes, it's going to get real ugly. So I really honestly, in a, in a way, I hope it doesn't pass. I'm here now just to expose what's happening. Be transparent. You know, I, I, I challenge anybody, anybody on city council to tell me why there's a trigger ordinance. Why do you have an ordinance in place? At least come out and say, we have this in place. If it wins, we're going to put this in place of the ballot initiative. But nobody will even say that. So why won't they say that? That's our problem with politics. Be transparent. It'll, it, it, it's easy to see what they're doing. So admit it. Tell us what you're doing. Not even me. Tell, tell the people that voted for you what you're doing. What are you doing? Why do you have an ordinance on the website? Why have you moved your city council meeting a week later? Why? Why? Because you're going to put this in place of it. Right. And it's even more ludicrous, guys. I don't know if you've seen the... The goofy say say yes to marijuana signs and let's get high and bright and see those. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw a picture of those and and right. th those are deceptive. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. weird, huh? It seems like a bunch of stoners went out and bought signs to say get high and bright and vote yes. It's like it's so funny <laughs> because it's a group that's against the ballot initiative putting out signs uh, saying vote yes for marijuana. Reverse psychology. Ah, right. uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so they're trying to make it look like a bunch of stoners want to spend. Well, we should. Yeah, and I think you know earlier we were talking about costumes and we said Cheech and Chong and ha ha ha. But as we've talked about before, you know when it comes to uh, to to marijuana, whether it's medical or recreational, I mean your average customer is what? Is it forty four years old? The average age? 
years old. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you have people that are, are are coming in and they are seeking out these products. Uh, whether they be edibles or whatever, uh, for a variety of things that they use them for. It, it could be for recreational use, but a lot of times it's for, you know, they have sleep issues, they have pain issues. Uh, I multiple sclerosis. I just had a, I just sat down with a woman the other day that had MS, who has MS. Super educated, college graduate, you know, it, just very educated person. And they are using cannabis now to treat their MS. That's the, you know, that's the problem, is that... <laughs> Everybody just thinks, oh, well, if, I'm just, if they don't know anyone that uses cannabis for medical reasons, they think it's just for getting high, and it's right. not, you know, and that's what, it, that's what angers me, because I see sick people every day. I see people that are dying. I see people that have MS, Parkinson's. Like, there was an autistic child in my store the other day, you know, and, and it, it, it pisses me off that people like Susan Gardner get up on this council and preach about, not my grandchildren, I don't want them to have weed, then don't give them weed, Susan. Who's giving his grandchildren weed, Susan Gardner? Who? No one's giving your grandchildren weed, and especially not coming from a I think we got to break up this relationship <laughs> between Jerry and Susan. <laughs> well, you know, Jerry... Susan Gardner at least owes me a sit-down for five minutes that can be recorded to discuss her problems with cannabis. She's well, over the internet and Facebook talking about it. Well, I will say this. We'll invite Susan Gardner. If Susan yeah, yeah. Gardner, like I said, you're a very first personality. If, if she doesn't want to sit down with you. We could at least have her on the show. We'll see if, if she'll come if on the Susan show. Susan Gardner or any other council member would like to come on the podcast and explain their point of view. I think it's better to go head to head. I think to have a debate of ideas. But they but may feel more comfortable. We're open we're to that. Open to that. And, and so far, no one has taken us up on that. But I want to go back to. They won't. Yeah. They won't because you know why? They don't want the voters of Brighton to know what they're doing. That's the crazy shit that's happening here. If they want to. I live in Heartland. If I lived in Brighton, I would get up at the Brighton council meetings and I would speak out to them. But me getting up and saying something is the guy from Heartland at Ultra right. Store. It, they won't even pay attention to it. But if I was a Brighton voter, I'd be up there asking them, what, what are you doing? What are you wasting our money on? Right. Wait a minute. This could cost us a couple hundred thousand dollars to fight this to keep us out of our city. Because these, the big corporations are coming. They're out there. These guys with millions and millions and billions. Bell Tire owns Loom Cannabis Company. They want to come to Brighton. They will come in. You know, the big guys, Skyman, all these guys, the people that did the ballot issue, they will come and sue the city of Brighton. If the, I've seen cities mishandle it, and Brighton's doing it right now. This could get real. You know, as we wrap things up, and I just, I, I, I kind of want to make this point because I just recently I had a conversation with my 14-year-old about marijuana. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I was very clear to say, you know, they were asking me about, they saw, we, they saw a billboard. Uh, for some recreational marijuana, and and they said they were asking me about it. And I said, you know, look, uh, I, you know, under no circumstances do I want you to use marijuana, nor should you. Your your brain is still developing. You're very young. I wouldn't want you to use marijuana. I wouldn't want you to smoke cigarettes. I don't want you to use alcohol. I mean, these are things, and, and we had a really good discussion about marijuana, about substances, about growing brains and developing things and why it's not good. And, you know, and I said, there's a lot of things out there that they're not meant for you. And, and you, you know, so, and here's the, I guess this is the thing that the people, like, oh, the children, oh, the children. And I guess have I, the I, did conversation. The, I did this radical thing where I talked to my kid and, right. you know, Your concept. <laughs> I know. And so I'm just, I, I guess 
if you're really concerned about your kids, talk to them. Parent your children. And I guess that's my personal opinion. And that's what it is. Other people may have a different opinion. And again, we'll extend the invite if somebody else wants to come on this podcast uh, that's on council, that's on the Say No Committee, uh, and explain their point of view. The, 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 the invitation remains open. It won't be an attack. Um, It'll just be a conversation. No, it's, that's yeah. all. It's, I'm very passionate about this in the sense that this helps people. And when people are against it and they don't know anything they're talking about, I, it upsets me because it's like at least learn what you're talking about. You know, and learn what you're talking about. Because I listen, I will hold some of these council members accountable. They're going to run for council next year, Susan Gardner. I will hold them accountable. And we will bring candidates and, and oppose these people next year. That's my plan if this doesn't pass. So I hope they're ready for a fight because I, I like I like it. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm for it. The gloves you know, are on. Jerry, I, is just crazy. We it's really, crazy. we really got to get you to come out of your show. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's um, it's kind of sad that you're so withdrawn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, all right, well. Well, the invites out there. Yeah. We'll be in touch about the uh, the date for the uh, SmackDown in Weedtown, as John has yeah. dubbed it <laughs> or duped it. Uh, so. And, well, uh, we'll have more details on that coming up here on the podcast. Jerry, we appreciate it as always. Have a, uh, a wonderful day and a great Halloween as the ghoul. Thanks, guys. I appreciate All right. it. All right. We'll Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We've got um, our two-cent history lesson coming up. The answer, if you missed it earlier, in, it away. in trivia because somebody had to spill the beans. I always do this. Studies found of all age groups, teenagers yeah. do this the most. Right. The answer was chew gum. No. Which I don't. You know, to me, that would have no. been the first thing on my mind as far as what, what teens do. I would say sleep. Well, <laughs> sleep a lot. Not do their chores. <laughs> they they do that a lot. Not doing their chores. They do that a lot. Well, yes. my fourteen. Avoid. Avoid. Um, so anyway, yeah, we did get a correct answer. Uh, let's see. Skip breakfast. Saw. Yeah. Sleep till noon. Yeah, there you go. Uh, take risks. Well, when you're young. Well, yeah. yeah. Live forever. Yeah. <laughs> I can jump that. <laughs> Complain. <laughs> yeah. oh, well. Okay, evil can evil. Sometimes the complaining doesn't go away with the No, it really doesn't. <laughs> Maybe it gets worse. <laughs> you complain about the adolescence. Well, that's true. That's what you do. Yeah. Uh, text said Jeff. Uh, bite their nails. It's a bad habit. I, I have it, and it's bad habit. Make TikTok videos. Mm. Well, see, that's the thing. Most of us, you'd have to be a team to know how to yeah, or, that, or what a TikTok video is yeah. or how to get on TikTok. Although Mike and John are on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> I've invented a new platform. It's called TikTok. Yes, we are. You must Comes have fresh breath. <laughs> must have fresh breath to be on this platform. Uh, TikTok. Yeah, if you go to TikTok and search out Mike and John, got it going on. We've got what it. two? No, I've Three. got several. As a matter of fact, you have. Uh, and Did you do this without my authorization, my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Are they good? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Did they highlight you? No, no. I, actually, the the reels that we put up on Facebook, those short little reels, uh, I also put those on TikTok. Oh. Well, good to know. Yeah. For when I get my TikTok account. Well, yeah. When you start in. TikToking. When fella. I start ticking. Yeah. And you're talking. All right. Let's go as TikTok. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. All right. Stand in front of the refrigerator with the door open. Mm. Adults uh, do that. We plenty. do that sometimes yeah. too. Uh, don't wake up till uh, to hit the alarm, or hit snooze. Play electronic games. Video games. Right. I don't know. You know that's that's kind of trickled into adulthood yeah, too, especially with the phone stuff. 
you know, the yeah. phone apps. Sure. Uh, anything else uh, come to mind? Text and drive. Uh, say they're bored. See, I think you look back when we were kids, and this is the old guys talking, um, we had a lot more boredom time, especially pre-cable. Well, You had 247, 50, 20, maybe Toledo 11. <laughs> oh, well, on a good day. <laughs> or Channel 9 out of Canada. Or, do you remember when on TV started? Yeah. <laughs> and they scramble channel. the picture, and you'd be like, wait a minute, yeah. I can kind of see what's yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little grainy. <laughs> Is that the Detroit Express that's playing? Sure. <laughs> so we had a lot more downtime. Yeah, you know, yeah, we didn't have right. the Cartoon Network no. or, you know, sports TV. I, I, I remember a comedian did a bit about that. He's like, I could only dream to be as lazy as my kids I, are. Exactly. He goes, technology has really enabled them. He goes, it took me 10 years to watch every episode of Friends. Exactly. They it out in a weekend. <laughs> So chew gum was our answer. Congratulations to no one. <laughs> all right. Well, then there you go. All right. Uh, thanks to all that uh, chimed in. Thanks for all the suggestions too for Halloween costumes uh, on Facebook. You can still put those uh, suggestions in there. We have not decided. No. We'll, on the we'll costume. Tune in Monday. We will about four a.m. Monday. We'll have decided. It. Uh, yeah. We'll, we're yeah, we're going to wear. wear. <laughs> like when we were kids, well, and then. They just go get your dad's oh, suit coat, crap. and then yeah. they put some jerk on. Your face. <laughs> I'm a bum. You're a hobo, which you can't use anymore. You can't be no. a hobo anymore. You can be a bum yes, though, right? I am a homeless person. Uh, I'm, <laughs> not the, I'm not sure that that's even the correct term anymore. What hobo? Uh, no, you can't even. Say, I'm not. You can't say bum. It's uh, not considered to be the complimentary uh, to say homeless person. I think it's. Uh, well, what about bum? Can you no, say that's, bum? No, bum is out. Yeah, you can't but, say bum. I can't say. Oh, bum. talking about your ass. Bum, me bum hurts. <laughs> I fell on okay. my bum. <laughs> I think you can say that. Oh, you can say I just don't it. I'm know just saying that. the proper term. Is, is there some group of bums that uh, <laughs> sue you or what? Yeah. Uh, so what do you what do you got here? Uh, let's see here. Uh, they are houseless. <laughs> oh, so big difference from homeless <laughs> to houseless. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess. Guess I gotta delete that living in a van <laughs> so, down by a river skit. Um, I'm reading about the origin of hobo, <laughs> but I guess we're doing a show, so I'll have to do that yeah, later. Then, do you want to share with the team? The uh, group? One explanation is that the word hobo derives from the greeting "ho boy," which was often used among railway workers yes, in the early 1900s. Hobos used to ride yeah. the rails, right? John. Ride, ride, riding yeah. rails, hopping boxcars. Ride the rails, and so the uh, they became known as hobos. Uh, but uh, ho terms like hobo, tramp, and bum are offensive because they perpetuate harmful stereotypes. Lady in the Tramp, Disney. <laughs> Shame on you, Disney. Yeah, so, Lady in the Houseless. <laughs> <laughs> Lady in the Player. <laughs> Lady in the Dog. You dog. With a W. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I believe this show has just been turned up. It really has. <laughs> October 27th is our day, our two cent history lesson brought to you by Oakland Insurance. Call Drew Goble today at 248-647-2500. It's American Beer Day. American beer. None of these foreign beers. None of these Canadian beers. It's American Beer Day. All hail Schlitz. 
It's National Black Cat Day. Do not adopt a black cat this time of year. They might not let you. No, because the people adopt them, and then like you know, a couple days after Halloween, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah the road. black cat. People are jerks. It's cranky coworker day. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are I you guess referring we can't, to? I can't. Yeah. I guess we can't say cranky anymore. No, you can't say cranky. It gets anymore. people upset. They and are, they're cranky. They are temperamentally challenged. Huh. <laughs> That's the proper term. <laughs> okay, I'm temperamentally challenged. You're mentally challenged. I said temperamentally. <laughs> oh, he's hot. Yeah, he's got a hot temper. Yeah. Well, it's National Potato Day. Favorite potato. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Favorite potato. It's French fries. I mean, come okay. on. Well, it's got to be French fries, but if, uh, what kind of fries? I mean, what is oh, our brand? Man, or well, or you a, know, you got your crinkle cut. See, I got to tell you. you know, oh, the well, there's that. You got your crinkle cut, then yeah. you got the crispers from Morita. Those are good. Those are good. Um, steak fries of, are good. Now, what about like a fast food? Fast food. Wow. Yeah, I know you don't do fast food that much, but. Well, McDonald's used to have great fries. Yeah. I don't know if they, they're still the same or not. I don't have the app, and I can't save like crazy, and it's not amazing. <laughs> no, it's not amazing. But, um, I, I have to tell you that uh, Wendy's got nice fries. Wendy's got the good fries. Hey, but Wendy's got the good but, fries. Uh, you know, <laughs> my wife's like, why are you at Wendy's? <laughs> <laughs> no reason. <laughs> Do they still have the uh, Frosties at Wendy's? Yeah. Square burgers still? I, I don't Things know because I never go there, Mike. Uh, I just <laughs> just wondering. Well, how do you know they have the best fries? It's also Navy Day. U.S. Navy? U.S. Navy right. is, is in, well, those that are in the Navy. In the Navy. 1925, Fred Waller invented water skis on this day. In 45? 1925. Oh, 1925. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess skis. so. Motorboats. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I guess I can see it. I mean, without a, a rowboat and skis, probably wouldn't work that <laughs> faster. <out. laughs> I'm going down. <laughs> I keep sinking. <laughs> there were probably snow skis, and he went. It's it was a warmer day, and he melted, and he went through the water, and therefore, yeah, water skis. Okay, having the little fin on the back, on the bottom, well, yeah, underneath, aerodynamic. Yeah, the first in 1927, the first sound newsreel. The Fox Movie Tone News was shown. You know anywhere else you can get video news from? <laughs> I really don't know. It's just crazy. 1975, Bruce Springsteen appeared on the covers of both Newsweek and Time Magazine. Same week. Mm. Same day. 1975. That's, that's quite, a, quite a feat when you think about it. Huh? Yeah. News and Time. Yeah. Newsweek and Time. Usually it's a politician. When you're a kid, you walk by that and you go, who's that? Yeah, I don't care. Oh, yeah, Watergate, whatever. <laughs> Although I do remember when Time Magazine had the picture of Cheryl Teagues in the fishnet bathing suit. Now, I wasn't on the cover. It was inside. I was like, hello. <laughs> it's about time. Okay. <laughs> I'm reading a news magazine with a girl in her fishnet. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think that was Sports Illustrated. No, I don't, I don't think it was Time Magazine. It was Time. I'm going to find it. You better look yeah. uh, look that up just for clarification. 1991, the first Planet Hollywood restaurant opened. Owners Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger were on hand. Remember when Planet Hollywood was a big thing? Which I think was really a Red Robin in disguise as far as the food goes. 
you know, right. pretty much the same crap kind food. of yeah yeah same crap but it's food. the kind of place where but, you just be oh look a guitar it was <laughs> <laughs> that's true Ooh. sure this burger's twenty five dollars <laughs> but I'm I'm next to Ace Frehley's guitar that's right <laughs> that he might have it's touched a like once yeah. at every Planet Hollywood restaurant and uh, finally it was on the stand in 1995 that Gloria Estefan became the only pop artist to receive a call from the Pope to perform. Wow. Now that's bragging. Right? I guess so I had think, heard that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, that is Cheryl oh, Teague's yeah, in Fishnet. Yeah. And I There's guess, a lot of pictures. Yeah. I don't think those are but the Time I, Magazine ones. I He's am, digging deeper. I am examining this. I'm on investigative reporting. <laughs> is this going <laughs> to he says with a snort, a laugh and a snort. <laughs> He's a news hound. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm a hound, all right. <laughs> yeah, That's this the, is... The one right there? This one. The one on the right. No, oh, yeah. you want this yeah, one? that one there. Was that Time Magazine? No. No, that was uh, Birdcage Magazine. That was Magazine. Vanity Fair, uh, I guess. But they're yeah. talking about... Okay. There was her on the cover. <laughs> she was not in Fishnet. She's in Red. See, Time Magazine. I know that one. Yeah. But our... Okay. Hi, this is the podcast. Can we put it right there? Can we put it right there? <laughs> okay. All right, hold this on. This is the Time Magazine cover. All right, that's the Time Magazine cover. Yes. Well, I can't put the other one. Well, I can. I mean, it's podcasting, whatever you want. All right, I'm going to give you a warning. <laughs> For all you kids out all there. All you children. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't smoke pot. <laughs> and don't and look at this picture. You're looking at the picture, aren't Okay, you? anyway. All you kids. So that was the picture I remember being inside Time Magazine. Now, was it in Time Magazine? I'm, Are you just, I'm working on just it. wishful thinking that it was in Time Magazine. I thought it was in Time Magazine. No, I don't think that was in Time Magazine. Time. All right, I'm getting on it. The, the issue. <laughs> <laughs> Continue on! That, that was the end of the history oh, lesson. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> we sure learned a lot about yeah, nothing. We sure did. <laughs> Our Tuesday history lesson brought to you by Oakland Insurance... Insurance may be the last thing on your mind, and that's okay, isn't it, John? Absolutely. It's the last thing on your mind. It sure is. Because it's the first thing on Drew Goebel's mind. Well, yeah. Let's be frank. Whether we're talking about your home, vehicles, Cheryl Teagues, business or life, the unexpected things can happen. The bright side is you can depend on Drew Goebel and Oakland Insurance and Michigan-based Frankenmuth Insurance to provide peace of mind that you need. Oh, that is this Fishnet. is what I remember. And okay. this is from Time Magazine. Now, it's the one where she was on the cover. Hold on. But at, inside. At, hold on. At Oakland Insurance, oh, they sorry, believe Drew. the best relationships are honest, upfront, and fair. Sorry. If you want to get frank about insurance and Cheryl Teagues, let's talk. Call yeah. Drew Goble today. Say, hey, I saw that picture Mike and John posted during the Two Cent History Lesson. 248 647 2500. That is Time Magazine. Yeah, yeah. It was inside. I remember this. But but it's and such a small picture. Well, it didn't matter. Yeah. It's 1977. The one that was me? next to it. I mean, before that, I'm in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Hey, watch where your pointer's at. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's go to the show today. Yep, we're 13. <laughs> yeah, we are. That's the show for today, isn't it? It is. But before we wrap this up, we have to thank Murphy's Family Auto. That's of course, right. for all your auto repairs and vehicle maintenance needs, they are the place to go. They can do the whole shebang. Car and truck care, engine and transmission work, electrical, heating and cooling, brakes, whatever. SUVs, too. Absolutely. Call Murphy's Family Auto, 517-552-3040. They're open Saturdays 8 to 1. 
Go online, Murphy Family Auto. Murphy's Family Auto.com. Don't forget the S, John. Yeah, I wouldn't. Murphy's Family Auto.com. Indeed. I'm not paying. Richter and Associates Property Management, licensed real estate brokers, rental property experts in Livingston, Genesee, and Oakland counties, 40 plus years in the business, located in downtown Howell. You have a rental property that you need managed or you're looking for a rental property, they're the ones to give a call. Richter if you're in a Asso- podcast you'd like to get housed, <laughs> they can take care of you. You bet. Richter and Associates Property Management online, richterandassoc.com, R-I-C-H-T-E-R-A-S-S-O-C.com. After me, R-I. R I C H C H T E R T E R A S S A S S O C O C dot com dot com. Thank you. Five one seven five four zero ninety five sixty. Yeah. That be after you or post you? Post and after. I don't know. What happened to the band? Giggling with Mike and John. Tune in next time and giggle on.